Our reading this morning comes from 1 John, the first chapter, verses 1 through 4. We declare to you what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. This life was revealed and we have seen it and testify to it and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. What we have seen and heard we have we also declare to you so that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. The Word of God for the people of God. This morning I wanted to start off by just telling you a little bit, uh, something that's really impacted me recently. Uh, My message is about testimony, and that's what a testimony is, isn't it? It's sharing with others the ways and the times that God has touched our lives and uh, made us be aware of his presence and to have that hope and that peace that he alone can bring to us. And such a moment came to me this year, and of all places, at the annual conference. Can you believe it? The last few years, there has been this ominous cloud that's kind of hovered over everything, and it's still hovering there. And yet this year, I noticed a change in tone, a change in focus, a change where we got back to the work of the church. Maybe it was just me. Maybe it's been that way for the last few years and I just wasn't in tune with it. Maybe I was up in that cloud. I don't know. But this year it really touched me because there were so many great reports of new churches being started, new programs, new different opportunities to reach out to others in God's name and in the name of the church and to invite other people in. And it I like to say it warmed the cockles of my heart. (laughs) You ever had a hot, hot heart cockle? Uh, (laughs) That's hard to say. (laughs) Anyway, uh, it really was a special time for me and it represented that maybe we, even though we're still kind of under some ominous kinds of decisions that need to be made and working together, trying to work through those things, There's light at the end of the tunnel, and we are getting back onto the idea of what the church's work is all about. Jesus said, go and make disciples. Teach them. Be an example for them. Mentor them. And that's what the church is all about, isn't it? That's our role, is to represent God in the world. I used to be a chaplain in the Air Force, and when I was in chaplain school, they said, you're here to represent God. And I thought, whoa. (laughs) Uh, That's a big uh, something to put on somebody, and yet we needed that kind of sobering thought uh, because in the military, you face all kinds of different situations, and sometimes it's really hard to represent God 
because it's such a not godly kind of situation that you're in. And yet, uh, in, in my own struggles, I found a way to represent God in my way. That kind of representing God is what I want us to talk about this morning. As we look at this passage of Scripture, I broke it down into two parts. First of all, John's testimony, and then lastly, my testimony, and my is a plural my. It's not just my testimony, it's our testimony. But John's testimony, let's look at that here. He says, that which is from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes and which we have touched. What's he saying there? I want to tell you folks, I've got something to say to you that is absolutely real. Don't you like real? I love real. I love people who can be real, who can be honest and straightforward and share their thoughts and admit their shortcomings and accept a compliment and be just real. One of the goals of my life has been to be real, whether I'm in the church or whether I'm at work or whether I'm with my friends or my family, to be the same person in all of those situations and not to allow the situation to somehow influence me and make me come across as less than real. Because I want to represent God. And God is real. And that's what John says here. We've seen him, we've heard him, we've touched him. He's touched our lives. I have something to share with you. If Walmart started selling tires, buy one, get three free, I bet you everybody in here would want to know that, wouldn't they? And it probably wouldn't be too, there might even be a couple of people who'd get up and leave a little early. Uh, <laughs> when we have good news, we share it. That's one of the things we love to do, isn't it? To have some insider information, to be able to give somebody a tip. And that's what John is talking about here, is being real, having something genuine. Oh my, in our world, there's just, it just seems like there's so much phony and fake stuff. There's so much promise that's not fulfilled. And yet there is in our world still things that are very real and very solid. And you can build your life on those things. Yes, there's a lot of confusion and a lot of feeling disappointed in this world. But in God, we won't have disappointment. In God, we have a God who keeps his promises and who follows through on everything and who has a plan. That's the second part of what John talks about here in, in his testimony. God has a plan. He says, that which was from the beginning. And then he uses the phrase, the word of life. John likes that word, word. Remember in his gospel, he says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. Word. And here again, he says, the word of life. The, how does God create? He speaks. God created how? He said, let, you know, 
the waters come together, let the mountains rise out of the uh, depths, make the darkness go away. And he spoke all of those things into being. And John says, we have experienced that creative word and we have something to share with you about that. And not only do we have something to share with you that's going to affect you today, this is something that's going to affect you on into eternity. Man, <laughs> talk about an unlimited guarantee. <laughs> that's an unlimited guarantee. And it's something that's active now. It's something that, it's not just as we're accused sometimes as people of faith, it's not just pie in the sky by and by. It's here and now. God invites us into a relationship with him to where we can know him today. And his, that relationship can affect us and change us. It doesn't mean that we're suddenly going to be perfect and we're not ever going to have a problem again. It doesn't mean that it's all just going to be hunky-dory after that, but it is going to be different because we're going to have God's wonderful Holy Spirit speaking to us and saying, Wayne, you're getting a little off track here. <laughs> you know what happened last time you got off track. You got way off over there, and then it took forever to get you back on track again. Let's don't do that again. And because of that... I'm able to live a life that represents him more effectively. And that's what John is talking about here as he shares his testimony in the beginning of this book. He's wanting the people that he's writing to to know that I'm writing to you in absolute sincerity. I have something to say to you that is absolutely important to me and vitally important to you, even though right now you may not be aware of just how vital it is to you. You will know that or you can know, know that if you'll listen and if you'll allow God to come into your heart and into your life. Well, let's skip on down. Let's talk about our testimony. I like the words of the song. I once was lost but now am found. Have you ever been lost? I remember one time as a kid, me and a couple of friends, we got, uh, I, I just grew up down in Morgan. But when I grew up in Morgan, everybody had a house and 40 acres. And so there was a lot of open land and a lot of woods to play in and lots of places to go. And one day, me and my two buddies, we got a little further down the road than we had been before. And we got kind of turned around and we were lost. And after an hour or two, here comes our fathers. <laughs> I'd have rather have just stayed lost. <laughs> but they found us. And they got us back on track again and helped us to find our way home. It wasn't real great when we got home. But anyway, uh, we won't go into that. <laughs> I had been lost and I was found. I was blind. But now I see are the words of the song. Right, that I have now. You know, one of the things that happens when we say, 
Lord Jesus, come into my life and be a part of my life. Forgive me and set me free from that burden of guilt and incompleteness that I feel in my heart and life and allow me to try again. God is a God of the mulligan. You ever play golf? Yeah, I always had a bag full of mulligans, did you? Yeah. Uh, that's something else. that's right up there with my singing as far as a gift. I'm not gifted at golf. <laughs> but I was in the Air Force, and anybody in the Air Force has to play golf. Uh, the first thing they do is they build a runway, and then they build a golf course. <laughs> What's blind? I didn't, I may not have even known I was blind. You know, in our community out here, there are people who in this day of all this modern technology and all of this understanding and uh, growth and our understanding and intellectual capacities, if you want to say it that way, who still don't get it. And matter of fact, some of that stuff may be keeping them from getting it because they're putting their faith in the wrong things. They're putting their faith in that money or that new job title that they just got or the education that they just completed. And those things are good things. I'm not putting any of those things down, but those things are incomplete. Those things are temporary. Those things are just of the here and now. And if you're putting all of your faith and all of your energy into those things, then you're off track. You're not getting it. God wants us to live in this world, but he doesn't want us to be of this world. He doesn't want us to get so caught up in worldly things that those things start taking priority. That's why I mentioned what I did about annual conference because it seemed to me, one of the things that saddened my heart was it seemed to me like some things had taken a priority that they didn't rightly deserve and they had gotten us off track of what our main purpose and calling was all about. So in my testimony, I say, you know, I once was lost I try not to be ugly with it and say, I once was lost just like you. <laughs> uh, I once was blind just like you. No, I don't say that, but I say, you know, I understand where you're coming from. I remember, uh, and I still can revert back to that at times in my thinking. I have to kind of catch myself and bring myself back. But that's the ministry of God in my life. That's something I have to share with other people. There is something better out there, and it's God. John says that they have seen with their eyes. Remember the blind man that Jesus healed, and he was called before the Sanhedrin to give an account, and they were trying their best to put Jesus down, and they said, we believe this man is a sinner, and don't you believe that he's a sinner? And the blind man looked at him, and he says, Look, I'm not a theologian or anything like that. I don't know what he is. I'm not able to judge him. All I know is I was blind and now I can see. Sometimes I think as Christians, we try 
to debate too much. There's a time for trying to help another person gain understanding, but there's also a time to just say, you just have to try it. And if you open your heart to Jesus, and if you allow him to come in, if you'll receive that Holy Spirit, you'll know what I'm talking about. But until you do those things, you can never fully understand what I'm talking about. Our testimony, it's a gift. A gift to give to other people. The giftedness of the church. You have a gift. Every one of you has a gift. Each of you has a testimony. And a part of your testimony is that you're here today. Praise God. I'm not having to preach to empty pews. Though for a minute I was wondering if there was something about my breath or something. Because this first little section here. Uh, <clears throat> I grew up in a little small country church. And the preachers were kind of known to do some of this stuff. And uh, get up here and do the, some of this stuff. And... Uh, I remember talking to a little buddy one time and saying, why doesn't anybody sit in the front? And they say, because sometimes when he gets really wound up, he spits. <laughs> well, I don't spit. I'm okay. I promise you, I won't, I won't do that. Maybe you just needed to get back a little so that you could hear it better. I don't know. It doesn't matter. You're here. And that's a testimony you better believe your neighbors noticed you get in your car and leave this morning. You better believe they're going to notice you coming back when you come back. And they may even get an opportunity for you to share where you were and what you did. The church gives us endless opportunities for sharing our faith with other people. One of the things in this church that has really touched me in the last short period of time was our confirmation service. Wow! I was just, I'm not someone who often goes, yes, praise the Lord. But I felt like saying, yes, praise the Lord that day. I hope you did too. As those young people came forward and they confessed their faith in Jesus Christ as they committed themselves to this church and to be a part of the life of this church. And one of the most important parts of that whole testimony was all those family members that came up and stood with them. Didn't that make you feel great to see all those people? And because it was an affirmation of the fact that it's very seldom one-on-one. -on -one. It's usually multiple people who have an influence on someone coming to faith in Jesus Christ. Those families had contributed to that young person getting to the point of making that personal commitment to Christ. That was their testimony. That child was their testimony just like it was the child's testimony. And then to add the Icing on the cake, we all committed to support the, those young people as their church family. We committed to mentor them and to teach them and to be there for them like God's people are called to be. And to treat them as the special person that they are.
testimony. It's the way that we do God's work. And testimony is important. I'm just an old country boy. I remember growing up in little country churches. And you know, sometimes on Wednesday night, I think maybe the preacher had gotten real busy that week, or maybe he just took a long nap that day and didn't have time to prepare something. We'd have a testimony service. You ever been in one of those? People actually stood up and shared something that God had done for them in their life. Sometimes they shared their uh, basic testimony. Sometimes they shared something that happened that day, but they testified. They shared their faith with each other. And it's an important thing to do. In Sunday school, when we say, how are you doing this today? Are you feeling better? Are you... How's things going at work? How's your family? How? We're testifying that we care about one another. And we're there for each other. And we, you know, in church, at the grocery store, you may say, how you doing? And they'll say, oh, I'm fine. And then you just, Phew. but at church, you can get beyond that, can't you? You can, because that's your brother and that's your sister. And you can say, how you doing? And you can actually pause for a minute and take some time to let them tell you how they're doing. And sometimes they have a positive testimony. They say, oh, it's been such a wonderful week. God has blessed me in so many ways. I just can't tell you all the ways that I have felt God's presence in this week. But sometimes they say, you know, it's strange that you should ask that because I'm just almost at my wit's end. And I just need to know that somebody else understands and cares. Thank you for that gift of interacting with me and being with me. Testimony. It can be formal, like we're doing right now. It can be informal. It can be, uh, I don't know about you, but I talked about that confirmation service for weeks. And I talked about that confirmation service to people that don't go to church. I said, you know, we had something at church Sunday that was just marvelous. And they go, really? You have a singing group or something like that come in? I said, no. We had a bunch of young people stand up in front of the church and make a commitment to Jesus Christ and make a commitment to the church. And it was wonderful. It authenticated our church. It said, you're on track. You're doing something right. We're not always doing things right. We don't get everything right. There's going to be some controversy. There's going to be some differences of opinion but we're doing a whole lot more right than we're doing wrong. Let us encourage one another and uplift one another and realize that that's God's calling on each one of us. This morning we're going to, uh, if I haven't used up every minute of our time, uh, I told him I might do this. I said, you know, it's been a while since I preached and I might get up there and get uh, a little wound up. But anyway, uh, they may let me come back some other day and finish it up. We'll see. Uh, we're going to have communion together. We're going to 
stand before the Lord's table and we're going to receive symbols of his love and grace. Those symbols are going to testify to us of his love and of just how far he's willing to go to let us know that he loves us and just how much he wants us to be his people. Praise be to God. Hello, my name is Kevin Payne and I'm the senior pastor here at Bluff Park United Methodist Church. Thank you for joining with us in our podcast of our worship celebration, the sermon this past week. I pray that you found it a blessing and that it enriched your life. If you are ever in our area and would like to join with us in person, we are located at 733 Valley Street here in Hoover, Alabama. Our service time is 10 a.m. and we would love to meet you. I pray you have a blessed week and hope to see you soon. Bye now.